0: means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Code STAPLE20. John Chapman.
1: What is going on, faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you as always. I'm your host of the 49ers Rush Podcast, John Chapman. And, you know, I wanted today, rookie minicamp is underway. And so all those draft picks that we spent so much time on, um, you know, diving into their tape and their film and all those things, they start to come to life. They start spending time with their position coaches. That's kind of rookie minicamp is, I don't know how to say this. It's not even close to practice. It's just, it's, it's fish camp, right? It's i I've talked about this before. It's just a walkthrough. That's really all it is. There's no full pads. There's not even a full team. There's only 40 players out there. Uh, That's it. Uh, You know, we have the 24 players that are signed, whether those were undrafted free agents or the draft picks, the nine draft picks that we have. And, it's, it's just working with position coaches like Kyle Shanahan didn't even coach yesterday. Like, does that like, it, just to put this into like a f- framework, it's, it's getting together, learning terminology, starting to work with your position coaches and some of the coordinators and things like that. And it, it's just getting familiarity before mini camp so that they understand what's going on. And it's also like, I, I love individualized attention, right? Um, As a teacher, as a coach, as a player, it doesn't matter when you get that one on one kind of time, that's time to develop relationships and kind of excel. Because, you know, let's say I'm coaching defensive line. I'm like, all right, we're going to work on a swim move. We're going to work on some hand combat drills. We're going to work on, you know, fire off, you know, get off all these things. That's great what you need to work on might be different than player B, which is very different from player C. And again, if we've got, you know, 12 defensive linemen working out on a drill and only one to two coaches, you know, you got some quality control guys out there too, but still nobody's getting individualized, you know, focus. Yesterday, uh, (laughs) you know, Chris Kusarik, he had two defensive linemen. That's it. So he, he gets to work with those guys and kind of build that up, which I'm excited about. Oh, what's up? 49ers, George, John just bought my plane tickets to Mexico City. Whoo! I'm excited, man. We have been working ridiculously hard. The 49ers rush team. There's a lot of us. It's it's not just uh, you know, me. That's not what it is at all. Here is our schedule. You know, th- this entire episode is going to be kind of going towards rookies, but we got to talk about this. The, the schedule's out and we're traveling like crazy. We got eight road games that we're going to. 49ersrushroadtrip.com again if you want to get tickets. Every road game, we're throwing a party the night before the game and we have four additional games that we're doing a full VIP weekend party together where, you know, we're putting out an itinerary, we're staying at the same hotel um, you know, tailgating, all those things. We're doing all that. So, again, if you want to take part in those, in those four games that we're doing the VIP kind of weekend thing, we're doing Chicago, we're doing Denver, we're doing Carolina, and then we're doing Mexico City. Um, And then, of course, Las Vegas on New Year's, which is just going to be bonkers. But, yeah, so we got you. We got you. Uh, you know, working with my good man, Dave Finuch. And so, uh, you know, we're VIP roadie. And all this information is on the website, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. That's what that's going to be, and it's 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 going to be fun, man. We're going to have a good old time, and I appreciate you, George. Yeah, I, I'm starting to get into tickets and buying all that stuff now. You know, Most of our time is, all right, <laughs> let's find a hotel. Okay, let's see. Where's our Saturday night venue? Okay, let's build out a thing. The Cubs and Giants are playing in Chicago. Yep, we're definitely doing that. We're going to party at Cubby Bear. We're going to do all these different things, and it, it just takes time. So we start at week one, and we kind of build our way out, um And so everybody's like, hey, where do I get discount hotels? Well, we, we're working on it. <laughs> it takes a lot. It takes a lot, but it's all good things. It's all positives. So let's jump in. Let's talk rookies. We got numbers. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Rookies got to pick their numbers. Now, some of this will change, could change, Um, but man, numbers are so important as a coach it was my least favorite day of the year least favorite day because all the kids hated each other because they all want the same number and they're going to fight over it it just caused problems and so you would do seniors down you know captains starters whatever else but it was always going to be conflict uh nfl's a little bit different and you know we don't get that it doesn't come out you know to the public as much but here are the rookie numbers we got two 14s uh brock purdy the, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, he got 14. And so did undrafted free agent Leon O'Neill is 14 as well. Um, again, a lot of times you'll have the numbers double up because, again, there's 90 players on the roster. And so this is relatively normal, not that big of a deal. It'll get kind of worked out once you get down to your 53-man. Some of the numbers change. Uh, Ty Davis-Price, third-round running back, 32. We're going to hear from him today. Uh, he picked 32. Uh, yeah, big-bodied. Uh, Ricky running waters, baby cornerback Tariq Castro fields, 36. All right. All right. Um, Quantrez Knight, undrafted free agent, DB 43, Jeremiah Gimmel, linebacker, 47 Donovan West undrafted free agent center, 61 next to kill who well, we're going to hear from in a little bit. One of my favorite players in this draft, 63. Spencer Burford sticks with 74. That's what he was at UTSA. Danny Gray, the speedster, the wide receiver, who probably had the best day, um, according to David Lombardi at The Athletic, who was at, on hand at Ricky Camp. Um, he picked 86, which is interesting. And then Kalia Davis, he's, you know, the defensive tackle. We'll hear from him. Uh, Party animal, kind of life of the party. Kendrick Bourne type personality guy. Um, He went with 93, which is interesting because John Lynch had a quote. We'll we'll talk about that one a little bit later. And then Drake Jackson, by far my favorite. My favorite rookie, my favorite player in this draft class by a wide margin. uh, The highest priority one, right? His first guy that they took. He went with 95. And if you watch (laughs) or have watched, you know, we break down every single playoff and defense all year on Patreon, and it's the best way to support the show. But if you watched any of our breakdowns last year of the defense, I couldn't even say the guy's name after a while. I just had to say 95 because I didn't want to be disrespectful to a guy's name. And so I'm so excited Drake Jackson to pick 95. I'm excited to see it on film. As a positive, <laughs> it's been bad for so long, whether it's Tank Carradine, whether it was, you know, Contavious Streets, it just hasn't been good. And so 95 is, like, burned into my eyes in a negative way, and I really, really hope that changes. And I hope Drake can change that. So I'm very, very excited about that, man. Uh, yeah, Shache, uh, I love it, man. Yeah, he, he even put up there, like, yeah, I know how happy you are there's a dude. I, I really am. I am, man. I don't like... It's a rough line, you know. Some podcasts don't mind crapping all over people for whatever. If if I'm if I if I say something negative about somebody, it's for what they did off the field, usually, or if they're just you know continue to show they're a terrible human being. You know, Ray Lewis, Ben Roethlisberger, you know these types of people that are just horrible humans uh, that have no position in our society. At least they shouldn't. It's sad, but like then there's guys like Dante uh, Johnson, who's incredible, an amazing man, and who is a great teammate. And I hope he's a coach very soon uh, for the 49ers. I'd love for him to start coaching this year. Um, But like, he's awesome. I I hate saying bad things, but I got to watch every single film and give my analysis of the play. And so it gets hard. It's hard to constantly see negative plays. And Dante Johnson's gotten way better back to back years, just not as the outside corner. Please don't ever play him there again. But yeah, with Contavia street, it was hard. Uh, The worst run defender of any position at any level. The entire year, according to Pro Football Focus, and uh, according to my entire analysis watching that play, it was bad. It was so bad every single time. <laughs> it was so bad. And, you know, as soon as they moved, um, what's it called? Eric Armstead inside and started taking his snaps away. Guess what? Um, Fred Warner returned to All-Pro Fred. So, you know, you kind of take that for what you will. Like, that's the difference it makes. That's the difference it makes. And another uh, interesting move yesterday, Vic Fangio, baby. Vic Fangio, the defensive coordinator, should have been 49ers head coach um, under the hardball years and all that stuff. He was on hand at rookie minicamp, not coaching, just observing, off to the side. And this one's big because, again, D'Amico Ryan's almost got a head coaching job last year. He turned it down. Basically took his number name out of the hat. It's probably going to happen next year. If the 49ers have a decent defense, And good gosh. I think they will have a very good uh, defense this year. Top, They're a top five candidate defense. If that safety position and the nickel slot position can solidify at all, you ain't got to worry about the f- defensive front. There's so much depth there. You don't have to worry about linebackers. There's so much depth there. Don't have to worry about outside corners. There's so much depth there. Um, it's just, again, that number two safety spot in the slot corner. If those two things get figured out, it's going to be special. could be special. And if that happens, is probably gone. I would absolutely love and adore Vic Fangio to step in as the defensive coordinator in that case. I prefer D'Amico. I love what we have right now. Not trying to say that. But when we kind of one foot in, one foot out. We got to look forward a little bit. And, man, yeah, I understand Vic Fangio, you know, traditionally ran a 3-4. In today's NFL, in today's, it's, it's a relatively easy switch. It really, really is. It's, it's not like everything is multiple. Everything's multiple. So it's it's not it's not a big deal. Vic Fangio could step in right now and call this defense. I'm just going to be real with you, okay? So let's jump in. Uh, let, let's do this, man. Let's hear from the rookies. We had the rookies come out, and we're going to hear from four rookies today. Drake Jackson, Ty Davis-Price, Nick Zekiel, and Kalia Davis, who I'm pretty excited to jump into his film this week. Now, again, let me just say this. Um, I'm taking my seniors on a trip to the East Coast. This is like my last hurrah as a teacher and saying goodbye to the kids for a week. I'm so excited. Taking them to New York and Boston and um all that stuff. It's gonna be incredible. I'm so excited about it but i'm not going to be doing live shows unless you know i get home and <laughs> or get to the you know hotel late at night and got some energy maybe i'll jump on the cell phone so my audio people who who i love and adore i'm going to probably release some older shows some like nostalgic rank best players coaches something like that um just so you have something but Bunch of content is scheduled for release on YouTube. Smaller, kind of short stuff. So I think I think I have like over 18 videos scheduled to release on the days I'm gone. So uh, I want to keep you guys busy. I'm not going to leave you out in the rain uh, wondering where I am. So, uh, you know, just trying to make sure Twitter's going to be taken care of. Got you guys. But uh, if you want that, again, my audio listeners, I love you all. No matter – even if you're not on YouTube, that's okay. But if you want some extra content – That's where you're going to find it. Just type in John Chapman on YouTube or 49ers rush. We'll pull up uh, right away. All right, here we go. Let's go to Drake Jackson, the number 61 overall pick, the 49ers first draft choice. When he got selected, and man, uh, it's hard not to like this kid on the field. It's hard not to like this kid off the field. He's just, he's a clean prospect now. Listen to him talk about uh, him and his dad when they found out he was gonna be a 49er. Yeah,
2: you know, it's uh, actually been one of like the most blessed things I've ever, you know, been through. Um I was just walking through the halls, man. I had to call my dad. I'm like, man, just it's just like crazy to I don't even know. Just to, you know, be standing right here in this spot, you know, in the San Fran stuff, man, it's it's just a I don't know, I can't really explain it. It's a beautiful, blessed family, man. Twenty one years of life doing everything I did, you know, just for this. stuff. So.
3: What you, you say to your dad? Like, um, what do you
2: say? Ah, oh, man, we always just you know chop it up normally. It was like a family call, so you know I was just telling him like him and my my, my closest friends that I just got drafted too. I'm just telling him like, man, it's just, it's crazy. You know each I say each and every
1: minute, every second it's just like, man, yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks?
0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator ten for ten percent off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: He goes on to talk about how his dad was a Raiders fan, uh, but now his dad can't stop listening to E forty Bang Bang Niner Gate. It's so <laughs> that, that's the most played song um on there. And so yeah, like it, it's it, it's so cool. He just comes across as humble. He just turned twenty one. Young and gets to develop into something special. I love the fact for him, right? Obviously, 49ers fan through and through, no doubt about that. That that's who I am, it's who I'm gonna be. But I love players too, and you grow these relationships with him, even though it's one-sided usually. But like the, the idea is this like to Force Buckner, I freaking love I, I I pull for that dude all the time. He's not on my team anymore. I want him to be successful, and you know. You listen to Drake Jackson talk and it just gets exciting. I mean, this is a kid that's easy to root for. You know, I, I watched the, the game with my family, and you know, my 13-year-old will always ask the question just because he knows me. Uh Michael will he'll be, he'll be like, Oh, is he a good dude? Because he knows, like, I know all the the trash <laughs> and all the good stuff on all these players. And I'll be like, hey, Yes, he's a great dude. He's a great guy. Or I'll be honest, like, no, he's not a good dude. He's not. Yeah, he's a terrible dude. And, and, like, that weighs for me in, in how I see these players. That's just me. I can't, you know, eliminate the human element uh, of this. And with Drake, you don't have to. In fact, you embrace it, and it's exciting. Now, you know, one of the things that's great about Drake is he's a team-first guy. He said it so many times, how uh, team-first, team-first, team-first. And USC was awful, man. It was so bad. Whatever I break it down, there was one play that I was breaking down where they had him in man coverage out wide, man to man with no safety help. And the like. it was like a tight end or something along those lines. But he was split out. And the tight end ran a fade. <laughs> and he's freaking backpedaling in coverage. He didn't complain. The the pass did get completed on him. And actually, the coverage was pretty good until he transitioned. It it got bad, kind of like Ambry Thomas's issues uh, the start of his rookie year. But, like, they used him incorrectly. They messed with his weight, messed with his position, all that stuff. And here's him kind of talking about where he's going to play weight-wise because he's been as low as 240 in college, as high as 275. So where is he going to fit? Um, weight wise on this edge class.
2: Uh really I'm I'm just on end right now. You know, I I can wait as much as I want as long as I you know, um I say as long as I'm putting out the same amount of talent and being big, you know what I'm saying? So uh being able to be big without losing anything. So any weight that, you know, that that I'm good at for that, then that's what I'm gonna be at.
1: And you you look at him right now, which he, I think he said he's he's around 265. And so eventually, he said, you know, 260, 265, that's, that's kind of his target. Um, he doesn't have bad weight on him. Now, it could get better. But, uh, yeah, he's not he's not an out-of-shape, bad-weight guy. But, again, there's a big difference when the NFL weight room gets a hold of you and the other players start working with you. And that's one of the things that I thought was awesome. The question was asked, man, about Bosa. And it just, pay this kid is humble and excited. And hungry. This is him getting the opportunity to work with Nick Bosa. Uh,
2: he said, "Hey, what's up, man? Welcome to the, welcome to the squad. You know, and watching him, the whole D line, watching them hunt. Like I said, man, I can I cannot wait to go get out there with those guys and just turn up with them." sure Nick is so technical.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Are you excited to? just
1: pick his brain as mm-hmm. far as, the,
2: you know, the small hand details and that kind of stuff? For sure. I want to text him that night, <coughs> uh, draft night, you know, just figure out it's pretty much the answer to the test, you know, you got them, you got that guy right next to you that's been, been doing it, you know, and his brother, he can learn from his brother too, so you know, it's like goes down all through, so it's like I get the answers, so, you know, I definitely, you know, want to learn and, you know, try to, you know, stay behind those guys that you know been doing it and eric armstead he free too so yeah
1: and so like again just you you don't fake that right like that's one of the things that comes across one of the hardest things about doing you know the draft evaluation from afar is you don't get to meet these players you don't get to meet these kids and talk to them and see what makes them he's authentic as hell like i'm around students and stuff all day and have been my entire life players like You can tell the ones that fake it. You can tell. That's not that's not a person that's gonna fake. Like I tell some of my students, don't ever be a criminal because you'll get caught. You can't lie for anything. Like it's just not your it's not your skill. That dude, he's one of them. Like he's he's too real. It's just what it is. Oh, I love this Carson. Have any 49ers fans uh, that are students? Yeah, of course I do. Um, you know, we're I'm in Los Angeles, so uh, not a whole lot of them. But yeah, they're kind of all over the place. Most of them are quote unquote LeBron fans. So they just kind of follow different players around and Chiefs fans or whatever. You know how it is. But yeah, there are some good students uh, that are 49ers fans, of course. And so, yeah, that that's there um, as well. Um love this John love the scheduled videos. love the scheduled casting yeah it's 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 fun getting all this stuff ready. Oh man, I have not even thought about this, but man you this this is a home run take right here from Rick Drake looks like Bobby Wagner to a T. They look identical. Uh, I want to get, I want to look up some pictures of Bobby and put some uh, screenshots out there. Uh, <laughs> it, it, Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, him and uh, Ken Law were in Crocs. Yeah, I'm not a Crocs guy. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I'm not a Crocs guy. So, yeah, grown men wearing Crocs, shake my head, I'm with you. No, it's not me. It's not me at all. What's up, Mariah? How you doing? Uh, one of the best people out there. Uh, love it, love it, love it. Yeah, I love this. The only grown men wearing Crocs should be Croc. Yeah, Eric Crocker, and I'll say this, you know, um, i been messaging back and forth with Crocker the last couple of days, and we're, we're going to be, he's going to be hitting up, quite a few of these road trips with us. So, uh, you know, it's not just me. It's not just Wade Breezy, but Eric Crocker's going to be out there as well. I'm going to reach out to some other positive 49ers podcasters that, you know, I think will bring some positive energy to the community. We're going to be there. Um, and, again, and people ask all the time, like, okay, well, what what does this, you know, if if I come out to the 49ers Rush road trip, well, what's that entail? Here's what it entails, okay? I should probably do a better job at this. You get a T-shirt, right? Um, And again, limited supplies. And so usually what happens is, you know, I bring about 70 T-shirts out for each event, um, as much as I can pack in my bag. And then when those are gone, they're gone. You know, some of the events we have, you know, 70 to 80 people, We've had one; as many as 200 people showed up. But you get a T-shirt. We do trivia. Um, we're going to broadcast live at every single event and Q and A, all that kind of stuff. And then we do giveaways like nobody's business. And so what what this does is it, it gives us money to reserve a space in a crazy, you know, hostel. You know, Philly, Chicago, all these different places, Denver, Seattle, Las Vegas. We reserve a place for us. And so that does take money, unfortunately. And so that's kind of what it is. Tickets are 35 bucks. And I promise you this. If you go to an event and you don't enjoy it, I will pay everything back. And then some, keep your shirt, keep your prizes, keep all that stuff. Don't care. If you know nothing else about me, community people first. That's why we do this. Community and people first. I don't give a damn about profits. A lot of these parties, I don't make money. I don't make a profit, but it's worth it to me to provide the space for people to get together. And so if that's something you want to sport, Hey, we got you. 49 ersrushroadtripcom rush road trip.com. Go ahead on there. And again, you go to the event, you don't like it. No problem. I got you. Um, you know, it, we're here to build and repeat customers and building the community. That's what it all is about. Uh, that that's everything that we're trying to do. So uh, hopefully that makes uh, uh, Mariah. Here we go. Uh, she was partying with us out there in Vegas. She she's incredible, man. Um, you will have an amazing time. This is from Mariah. John and his wife put together an awesome event. Uh, if you can, it's a must do. Just come check it out once. You won't be you won't be disappointed. Uh, at least I don't think you are because most people that come. Uh, yeah, they all come back. Uh <laughs> cover the Panthers. They don't appreciate you. I ain't cover the Panthers. I'm good. Uh but thank you, why why jo- uh, Big Jordan. Uh <laughs> that is awesome. I-, I do appreciate that. I've been asked to do uh, podcasts for other fan bases and I was like, man, I I'd rather just do, you know, an extra, <laughs> you know, five shows for the 49ers than to split it up. It's just kind of where I'm at. Uh I I don't think I-, I think I've told you guys this before. I've said it once before. I got offered a pretty handsome gig to cover two additional teams for a big time, uh, media, not like ESPN or something, but, um, it, it was pretty close to six figures and they wanted me to stop doing this. And I said, Nope, no, thank you. They, they were going to pay to relocate the family, uh, way more money than I make teaching for sure. And I was just like, not interested. I really appreciate it. And all those things. And they flew us out to interview and all that. It went really, really well. It's just, I gotta be true. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I did this because I love this. I understand there's some shows out there and some podcasters out there that do this for a living and, you know, they don't mind switching teams and things like that. And Maybe one day to get to that, I don't know. But, man, I'm telling you, like, I'm doing what I love. And I'm going to keep pursuing that. I don't know. I don't know. That's where I'm at. All right, let's go to our second rookie. And I love this kid. I love this kid. Running back Ty Davis Price. Tyrion Davis Price. uh, TDP. Uh, was he taken too early? Probably. Does anybody care where Jerry Rice was taken? Is this kid Jerry Rice? No. Does anybody care where Elijah Mitchell was taken? No. Anybody care where Debo was taken? No. If he's a player, great. If he's not, all right, then let's talk about it. Then he goes into the Joe Williams category, right? He goes into, you know, Trey Sermon. Nah, we'll have to see what that looks like. But the one thing you cannot say about this dude, mentality check. This dude, he, you know, I posted a couple of these clips on Twitter and I had several people DM me and message me. Dude's got Marshawn Lynch mentality It is just like very matter of fact bully and just, hey man, it's what it is. And I think the self-awareness, he's 21 years old as well, but he just had his, his first, uh, His first, I think it's his son. He has a child. Uh, I think it's his son. Um. Anyway. This dude, he plays. His body's huge. The way he talks is is big, and so he understands his role. And they asked about pass protection, which again, if you haven't seen any of my breakdowns on him on Patreon, head over there. Um, yeah, it shows very very well. Here's him talking about pass, bro.
4: Well, you can't pass tell you're not gonna play, you know. So that's like my mindset, you know. Um, like you say, like forth, like with a linebacker, deliver the blow, you know. Don't wait on it, you know. Go attack him, punch him in his mouth. You know, and um, just play football.
1: <laughs> he's talking about pass pro. Go punch him in his mouth. I I just did the Arkansas tape, uh, which I put up on Patreon, and he put three linebackers on the ground in pass pro. Did you three linebackers one game on the ground in pass pro? Like, and again, the fact that his mentality is punch him in the mouth in pass protection, it's different. It's it, it, he's just. And he's so damn big. Um, like, he's a big dude. And, you know, they they asked him. I didn't cut this clip for you guys. Juan Solis cut these clips, by the way. I didn't load this clip. Juan Solis, the beautiful Juan Solis, he's great. Um, I appreciate all that he does for this show. He's incredible. Um, and, again, he'll be at some of these hangouts. It, that's worth the price of admission in and of itself. So Juan Solis is the best dude I, I've ever met. He's incredible. Listen, Listen to Ty Davis Price on this one. Been a champion as you want mindset, you want mentality, you want, you know, uh, manifesting, whatever the hell you want to call it. Listen, I, I don't know if it's arrogance, I don't, I, it's not like you know, Jalen Ramsey talk, all those things, but it's not a, I don't know, l- listen and l- let's talk about this.
4: Yeah, yes, sir. Champion, you know, I've been a champion all my life, you know, high school, all levels of my life, you know, so um, that's what I expect, you know, um, so I'm just excited to come and be a part of that. Yes, sir.
2: Yeah.
4: Yes, sir. Most definitely. Yes, sir. <laughs> Track two. <laughs> yes, sir. What uh, I ran a 100, 4x1 and 4x2 relay. You can you pick on Danny Gray
0: now?
4: Danny Gray? We'll see. We'll see. what
0: would
4: you run the 100 in? My first time, I ran ten six. What weight were you at? Oh, I was, I was over 230. Yeah, I was in high school. Yes, sir.
1: Yeah, I did. Oh, I've been a champion. I'm going to be a champion. Been a champion my whole life. It's who I am. It's my mentality. Oh yeah, he. They asked me if go to race gray. Yeah, I'll race gray. Like, like I love that. Like it's, it's it's positive vibes, man. Like that's all I gotta say. And he, like again, j- just the idea that he wants to. It's, it's competitive nature. If I play my son in checkers, I'm beating his ass. That's just all there is to it. I'm not going to let up. Whenever he was four years old and we were playing checkers, I beat him every freaking time. Chess, Tom played chess, beat him every time. He stalemated me once. Uh, I was very proud of him that day. But if you're going to beat me, you're going to earn it. There, there is no go easy on me. There is no like, it's a mentality that permeates who you are as a person. Not so much because, like, oh, I beat my four year old in checkers. No. It's teaching him you gotta earn it. Do you want it? Do you like this feeling of losing? Okay, let's improve. How do we get better? Well, we got to keep playing, son. Let's keep playing. Look how many checkers you got now. Okay, awesome. This time, you know, dad has, you know, six left instead of seven. You're getting better. You're getting like that's what it is. And so it's it's coming through, even whenever he talks, it comes through the film it comes through just who this dude is and so um yeah i i i'm just saying man like i like it i like it and i'll tell you this do you think that TDP Ty Davis Price heard all the 49ers complaining about that pick you're damn right he did you're damn right he did and being overlooked, and how, oh, it was reach and all that stuff. How do you respond? How do you think this cat responds? Do you think this cat's like, oh, bummer. I'm not in the right headspace? That's Dante Pettis, right? And again, not trying to throw shade at Dante Pettis, but he had all the talent, he had all the skills, just wasn't right up here. Why do draft picks fail? They fail because they go to a bad team, they fail because they get played out of position, they fail because they don't have work ethic, right? They fell because, uh ah, mentally they just weren't strong enough. Mental toughness. Oh, man, it's huge. It's huge mental toughness. This kid? Mental freaking toughness check. <laughs> like, uh, that's just what it is. And one of the things that he was asked, what is it that you think people overlook about you? He said speed. This dude ran a 4.48. He's playing at 220 pounds.
4: Um, I mean, I'd say probably overlooked a little bit, you know, um, but... They can overlook all they want, you know, but I'm gonna be going down the sideline.
1: (laughs) They can overlook all they want, man. I some people win you over, some people win you over, and I'm excited. I'm I'm telling you right now, the the mindset is there. He's 21, guys. He's 21. Thank you, shot Jay. He says, Uh, like the show. Uh like, subscribe, Patreon baby. Oh man, yeah. Speaking of Patreon, I'm so bad at these things. I I need to I need to do a better job. Uh we're hanging out tomorrow. We got our Jerry Rice tier Zoom meeting uh where we jump online. I share the Zoom thing with all the Jerry Rice tier Patreon members. We jump on for an hour. Wayne Breezy's going to be joining us this week. Going to be a lot of fun. We got so much to talk about. Schedule. We got draft picks. We got position battles. Uh, this is going to be one of those ones where we're going to we're, we're going to go over. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Uh, by far, one of the best times of the month, and so uh, it's just an absolute blast. Uh, the best way to support the show is Patreon. Um, the best content that you're going to get. You, you know, I I was. How do I say this? I was trying to do some research. And so, like, I was like, Man, how can I do a better job of a Patreon? Like, what else are other people putting out there for different fan bases and whatever? And so I was like, Yeah, let's do some research. So I just started typing in like Packers. Okay. What do they got? Oh, wow, they don't have anything. Okay, Cowboys. Okay, what do they got? Okay, they got a couple things. Uh, yeah, we do that plus more okay what about this one what about this one and it was just like holy freaking cow nobody's doing what we're doing um and it, no credit to my own everything that we do is somebody shoots me an email john love the show would you do this and every single time the answer is i can try and it kind of works out that way so what we've kind of developed over there just credit to you guys um credit to sid she's the absolute best woohoo i'll bring the wine that's right it's byob uh bring your own drinks uh all that stuff and, yeah, man, it's it's just fun, man. So if, if you haven't joined us, uh, come check it out. Come check it out. Support the show, even if you – whatever. It's the best way to support the show. All right, let's go over let, – let's go to another rookie who I'm a big fan of. You know, the 49ers have this measuring system called the Gold Helmet Guys. Talanoa fungo was one last year. They didn't draft one Gold Helmet guy this year. They just didn't. The guy that they said was the closest to a gold helmet guy. Um, That's who we're going to talk about now. Pick number 187. 187 at the top of the list. Um, Six-round pick, Nick Zakil. And he is a quite interesting draft pick. One, he's a freaking... Absolute statistical genius, uh, which I don't know if you saw the clip. I, again, I didn't put this one on here. I want to focus more on 49ers where he broke down Barry Bonds because he's a he got he already has his masters <laughs> uh, from Fordham, which again tells you a little bit about this guy. He already has his master's, and it's through business analytics and how he breaks down all this advanced data and baseball and Barry Bonds and how Barry Bonds' season was like one of the greatest ever, and he could tell you why statistically and all those things. Now, what's he going to be doing for the 49ers? What do I want him to do for the 49ers? I want him to play center. Whether Alex Mack comes back or not, I want him to play center. He was asked that very question. I'm excited to kind of have the opportunity to
5: play wherever I can, wherever the team needs me. I think that uh, I haven't really talked extensively with uh, Coach Forster about it, but I think that's something that um, that uh, Mr. Lynch and uh, Coach Shanahan mentioned to me on uh, draft day. So I think that kind of uh, whatever whatever way I'm able to be versatile and kind of help the team that I'm open to. Yeah,
1: yeah It versatile is exactly what this guy is. He can play all five spots. He played left tackle almost exclusively. He had 27 starts at left tackle, seven starts at right tackle. And at the senior bowl, they moved him inside. Senior bowl, he struggled day one. Senior bowl, day two, not a little bit better. Day three, all right, started to look good. Day four the game, just trajectory up. This is a long-term developmental prospect that probably will not be playing this year. uh, But the potential is there. And goodness, you know, we went through all these things about why rookies fail. And one of them was like mental toughness and all that kind of stuff. Eh, I think we can check that box here.
5: Oh uh, well, obviously, there's. I think that's a big reason I went to Fordham is that so I'd be able to have a, a nice backup plan if football kind of when the game was done with me. And so I definitely think that there's a lot, of, a lot of um, opportunities that would have been available to me through the Fordham network or whatever. But something I always wanted to be interested in is kind of with my business analytics degree, kind of a uh, and a lot of the data kind of on the up and up in sports around something. I'm working through whether in like the kind of analytics department for either football or kind of baseball, something I'm really interested in too, just because it's, uh, it's not as random as football. There's a lot more controlled variables. I think those kind of advanced sabermetric stuff. I think that's just something that's really interesting to me, kind of like the money ball, uh, all that kind of thing. So it's something that I like to keep open.
1: Yeah, it's so, again, I mean, dude jumping into saber metrics and all that stuff, like, you can tell. Uh, and, and, yeah, Fordham's a very low-quality football program. But, you know, I did the whole breakdown on Nebraska, and dude didn't have any— there was no doubt who the best player was out there on that field. There's no doubt. Him and Cam Taylor Britt. Those are the two that actually stood out to me the most. Um but he controlled those Nebraska guys with ease. And then again, at the Senior Bowl, right? That's the idea. Not only was he finally going against competition that's NFL quality, he struggled big time. But he changed position, and he kept getting better. In one week, you saw the improvement in one week. We know that the 49ers love, love these Senior Bowl players because they get to see them again on an equal you know, playing field. And I think that translates – debo right i mean goodness how many players <laughs> on, on this 49ers team played in the cd bowl i should look into that and get that list uh compiled um so yeah i'll work on that i'll work on that now this was this is huge for Nick to kill and probably other 49ers he was asked a question about alex mac and what he thought of him i, I don't know i don't know Let's read through the lines here a little bit.
5: Yeah, I think definitely kind of watching guys like Alex, especially uh, growing up in Cleveland and being drafted, I believe it was like 2008. So i kind of been watching him since I was very young and kind of being able to see those great Browns, o linemen, him, Joe Thomas, Mitchell Swartz, uh just kind of really being able to kind of see how they are able to affect defenses, kind of move guys point A to point B and just kind of being able to kind of uh, just hear secondhand of how a, uh, Alex was able to kind of take the game in and kind of uh, what he was able to do. So I think that's that uh, would be great to be able to learn from someone like that
1: it'd be great to learn from somebody like that almost like alex Mack is coming back and that may have been (laughs) talked about with i I think alex Mack is coming back i really really do if he wasn't i think he would have already said it i think he doesn't want to go through camp and i think we'll get an announcement right after training camp that's just my idea now the good news and the bad news I do not see Nick Sakil getting meaningful snaps this year outside of an injury, and if that happens, you know at least you have him there. This is a developmental guy. Now he is a little bit older. He's tw- uh, twenty. He's going to be twenty-three at the start of the season. I think he's twenty-two now. But this is a three-time team captain, a three-time All Patriot League. Well, all right, Patriot League. <laughs> it's it's not the most competitive out there, but at the same time, man, you've got to. Look at this like, okay, what could he be? And here we go. David Hasselhoff, he says, I think West is the future at center and Burford is better to me as well. I don't care if all three of them, if Burford, um, West, and Nixon kill all play center, I'm happy. I just want to plan there. And so allow those guys to fight it out. None of them are top end draft choices. You know, None of them went days one or day two. I want guys fighting for that. And I think the 49ers have built this competition at so many different spots, especially interior offensive line, to where, hey, man, we just need one. Let's say Nick Zekiel doesn't work out. Let's say Donovan West doesn't work out. But Burford does? That's a huge win. That's a huge win. And so you you take it. I want the competition. Uh, Meritocracy, baby. Who wants it? Go get it. I'm just having a pretty damn hard time betting against Nick Zekiel that's what I'm saying um I, this is this is not the Dallas Cowboys draft class where you got rap sheets and uh, academic uh issues and whatever that's not what this is that's not what this is 49ers George my man thank you for the gift man oh my gosh look at this. Just bought two Mexico VIP uh, pre-party tickets. Thanks for making these sorts of things happen. Been wanting to go to Mexico City since Patrick Willis and the boys were there. My wife is super excited. That is freaking awesome. Thank you so much, man. Um, and like I'll say this, you know, we're working. So Mexico's a different place. I'm so excited to be there, but we're making sure all the stops are pulled on this. We're we're going, we're going over the top for this one, guys. I, I, you got to you just got to how often does it happen and so man we we we're, we're, we're going to be in the roma district which is super safe very happy happening place lots of bars restaurants staying in right downtown uh finalizing the deal with two hotels go to see which one gets us the biggest discount for you guys and here's another thing that about these things let's say you buy tickets you know it's 35 bucks or whatever or you buy like the full weekend thing for $49 what, we're saving you guys like 70 bucks a night with the hotels. If you, if you book through us, uh, I don't have any kickbacks and I keep telling them whenever I'm talking about I'm not, I don't want to kick back. I want it cheaper for the people that book. And the whole idea is, you know, you guys book with us, you get cheaper rooms, maybe a little bit of that money. You throw back our way, buying tickets. It's a win-win. That's what it's about. It, man, Mexico is going to be a blast. We're working on a, because you don't want to stay by the stadium, not the best area. Uh, very similar to kind of L.A. and Inglewood area, right? That's the idea. So we're staying in the very nice area, and we're chartering a bus to take us to the game, tailgate for the game, take a bus back. So you don't have to worry about if you're if you're concerned about any issues down there. We're taking care of all those. You don't have to do anything. You just show up. We got you. We'll take care of you. So thank you, Forty Hours, George. Excited to hang out in freaking Mexico. That's gonna be freaking awesome. Ah, I'm so excited. Forty Rush road trip. Go get your freaking tickets! All right, couple other comments that I'm seeing through here. Uh, Appreciate all the positivity here. Um, Ah, man, I freaking love it! Yeah, it. You know, Jason said this. He looked like a beast at the Senior Bowl. He struggled a lot. Again, you watch the days one and day two. You're correct. You go back to the game. Very positive. Very positive. And so again, you're grading on a trajectory scale. And this this Nick Sakel's pick 187. He's a six round pick by definition. He's a project player. Do I think he's going to start? No, I don't think he's going to play at all this year. You develop him. And the 49ers are developing a little bit of a history of redshirting these guys. Um, So that's that's kind of what we got. I love this. Do I have a twin that lives? I I do not. I do not believe. uh, I, I don't know a Sean Chapman, but I'm sure he's awesome. I'm sure he's awesome. Now, let's go to our last prospect we're going to be talking about today. And again, this is another... Guy, we're not going to see this year, and that's Kalia Davis, defensive tackle. Out of UCF, six one three zero two, and again he picked number ninety three, baby ninety three. This is DJ Jones. When John Lynch, when they drafted him right afterwards, John Lynch said he reminds me a lot of DJ Jones. Listen to Kalia Davis, and he's a personality now. He's he's pretty fun. I mean, I'm excited for this guy to be around for a while, just because he he brings a lot of energy. Uh, to the podium so he was this is him talking about john lynch comparing kalia davis himself to dj jones that's
3: a that's a great compliment and i like you know that's i feel i feel good after him saying that but you know i'm not trying to mold myself after him you know i'm trying to uh you know into this game and just you know kind of pave my own way but like when john lynch so, a legend like john lynch is saying something like that and dj mill 30 million you know i got you know <laughs> like I, it kind of makes me feel good
1: yeah, I love it, man. Yeah, that thirty million that that spoke uh, that that spoke answers to it. You know, it, it moves things. But Kalia Davis is weird. I'm just gonna be real. His 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 game tape is weird. His story is weird. His personality is weird. And weird is a compliment. Not trying to be disrespectful. That's not what the, just different. The dude played linebacker, stand up linebacker in college, and transitioned to DT. And he hasn't been there for very long. That's not normal. Uh, And they asked him, like, what was difficult about moving from, you know, linebacker to DT? Because it just does happen often.
3: I moved from linebacker to D-line because my body was changing. I was was gaining a little too much weight, you know. But, um, yeah, it was just the biggest part about moving from linebacker to D-line was just, you know, getting in my stance. You know, I was already a physical linebacker. So, you know, once I got my stance right, I had the athletic ability and I had the physicality already. So just, you know, getting that stance together, that's what really uh, made me into the D-line man I am today.
1: And he, he, right here, David Hasselhoff. What's up, man? Appreciate your work in the sand. Um, he says, Davis looks small to me. Uh, sorry, I don't see this one working. I hope I'm wrong. It's a role. What is his role? It's a penetrating defensive tackle with an ACL tear. 49ers have drafted one player with injury with a current injury the past two years. It is Kalia Davis. They said they were really high on him. And again, why did they draft him? I'm not the biggest draft injured players guy. Five different defensive tack or five defensive tackles are on one year deals right now. So this is going to allow. It's just a redshirt year. Won't count as a roster spot. Just basically, hey, we're going to park you. Get ready. Now, I will say this. uh, Matt Barrows, uh, sorry, David Lombardi of The Athletic, and he was talking about in his write-up on The Athletic that Kalia Davis was out there yesterday. Now, he wasn't doing individual drills, but he was off with the trainer getting physical work in with everybody else. So, like, he's already working. Again, do not expect this player. He tore his ACL in October, okay? So, we're right now, what is that, seven months out? Um, so he's seven months out from his entry. The earliest you come back from an ACL is nine months. He's a defensive tackle. You're going to probably add another month to that. Best-case scenario is maybe probably October that he would come out, but you don't have to rush him. We have too many defensive tackles right now as it is. This is a long-term play that if injuries happen uh, halfway point through the year, then he could step up, and he's a role player. This is not a three-down defensive tackle. That's not what he is it's a penetrating defensive tackle with elite athleticism for the position elite. Okay. And here's a quick clip again, when they were asked like, what's your best trait, Kalia Davis.
3: Uh, I want to most definitely be the most athletic. You know, I I like the fact that um, I kept that athleticism as I gained, you know, weight. And um, I feel like that's the, you know, the best trait. Most definitely.
1: Yeah. It's, that's just what it is. Um, That's, it's athleticism and he, he he's fun he's a crazy project player this is what i wrote in my pre-draft thing before he was drafted crazy project player that could pay huge dividend slices through gaps in the run game like he he he's good and he offers some traits that you don't usually see at defensive tackle he is not a three down guy i don't i don't think that's really what he is but you just see things and it's just like ooh and people forget dj jones was not good his first and second year. He got really good his third year. Then he was elite his fourth year. So they're replicating that process. He picked 93, the same number the, the metrics are almost identical. I mean, they're, they're very similar play tape, all those things. You just got to wait and see, is he going to be DJ Jones? No, but guess what? DJ Jones wasn't DJ Jones. <laughs> um, like, I don't know, man. I think, you have to put things into context and understand. Okay, what's the story? Why would the 49ers do this? What do they gain? All those different things. And I and I think that's that answers the question. So those were all the rookies that got to talk. Um, we're gonna be here more in more of the next couple of days. Again, I'm gonna be out of town next week, but we got you covered. Appreciate you all you guys. Uh, thank you so much for all the support. And man, as always, stay strong, faithful.